Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Thank you for joining us for Alabama AgCast. This is Carla Hornady, Director of Cotton, Soybeans, and Wheat and Feed Grains for the Alabama Farmers Federation. Today we are joined by Dr. Steve Brown, Assistant Professor and Extension Cotton Specialist with Auburn University and Alabama Cooperative Extension Service. So Dr. Brown, we appreciate you taking time to join us today. Great to be with you on this uh, almost June day. (laughs) Almost. This year's passing by quickly. (laughs) Very fast, yes. And as we look back over the spring, we know we've had some pretty wet weather and cool temperatures, and now the days are are drying out and warmer temperatures. So how is the cotton crop progressing right now? Well, it's been a very unusual start. We had had a window for planting what we thought were very normal conditions. We planted uh, back in maybe the, the last week or so of April, and then we saw some very extreme temperatures, maybe temperatures into the 40s and maybe in North Alabama, even dipping into the 30s. We've had a lot of rain that kept us out of the field for about uh, three weeks or so, and then um, and then the last week and a half, we've gotten back in the field, and we've gone from very, very wet to, to really, really dry, and, and this week we're expecting temperatures to dip into the upper 90s. So it's it's been a very unusual start. Uh, we probably have somewhere close to three-fourths of our crop planted. Uh, there's been a significant amount of replanting maybe in, in some parts of the state, particularly in North Alabama where they jumped out and, and, uh, and can plant in a hurry. So it's been an unusual start. We, we would like for some calmer conditions and a weekly shower to come about, and let's, let's calm things down and get the crop growing very well. So that's the start. Right, and as you look at the extended forecast, there's not a, a great shot of rain coming. I know for those that are trying to harvest wheat, that's good, but for those that have planted crops, that's not so good. So that's a fine line there of who needs rain and who doesn't at this point. That's right, and we've gone from very wet to, to almost too dry, and, and obviously being so dry, it's, it's hindered, hindered the, the finishing up of our planting. And two, looking at the markets, all the crops seem to be up right now. Um, do you have any expectations of what the cotton acres will be this year for Alabama? USDA has predicted 450,000 acres, and it's hard to argue with that. Alabama is so diverse in, in where we grow cotton and how much we grow here and there. I, I, I can't argue with that number. Uh, the the markets, uh, have, particularly with 80, 85-cent cotton or so, uh, have enticed acres, so I, I, I can't argue with that number. That's a reasonable number. Now, the dry weather may begin to, to cut us off on the tail end of finishing up. That's a possibility as well, but, but that's a decent number, I think, to live with right now. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that producers have to yes. look at as they're planning. So we're yes. going to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. As we look now as, you know, planning is going to be coming to an end in the next few weeks. What are some challenges that you think cotton producers may face as they finish up and look to harvest in the fall? 
Well, there's no question weather is always a, a challenge, and um, getting the crop up and going uh, as dry as it is, there'll be some farmers that will dust in cotton waiting for a shower, and that will certainly pose a, a challenge and maybe give us some uh, some varied stands. Another thing that we'll see perhaps is is because our planting window was pushed back, pushed back, We'll probably dealing deal with cotton. It was uh, be a little bit on the late side in terms of maturity, so that poses a, a risk when we get out to the fall in terms of uh, what happens with an early frost or whatever, maturing a crop uh, while we still can. So some issues there. We don't want to be too aggressive with nitrogen. We want to be more aggressive with our PGRs when we face a, a late crop and we're trying to make a, a late crop. All right, and I know that um, you produce Alabama Cotton Shorts is a monthly publication you send out. And for those that may not receive this information, how do they sign up and what information can they expect to find? Well, Alabama Cotton Shorts is a newsletter that, that I put together, but I really get contributions from uh, varied folks in, in, the, uh, in the cotton arena from the university. I, uh, entomologists participate, uh, weed scientists, pathologists, we might even have a blip from an economist every now and then. So we try to put the, together pertinent information, and it is a newsletter we produce at least monthly. There, I'd say two ways to, to join. One is you could send me an email at cottonbrown at auburn.edu, or you could go on the Alabama Cooperative Extension webpage and, and go to agronomic crops and look, and, you, and the Alabama Cotton Shorts newsletter is posted there and you can uh, you can sign up to receive it. And you can also look back at past issues. All right, and one last question. I know we have a great uh, team of agronomists, and especially in, in the cotton area. So what is some research that you're doing this year that you expect some great results and some things our producers can look forward to? Well, I'm in the field, as we speak, I'm in the field at Wiregrass about to plant three different studies, and one we do a lot of across the state, and certainly Tyler Sandlin in North Alabama heads this up, but we, we assess variety, so we're doing variety trials. At this location, I'm also doing a plant population study. I, I think seed costs are so, uh, so, so much a critical part of our budget that if we can be a little conservative there, we may save some money and still make a crop. So that's another thing we're looking at. I've got a, a test here we're exploring uh, the cotton leaf roll dwarf virus. And then a final test that we hope to plant today is, is sort of a novel approach on a, on a novel row spacing, moving row spacing out to 48 inches versus a standard 36. It represents an opportunity to save a third in seed cost. And last year in our trials, uh, at Bruton and at Headland, we made the same amount of cotton. And so maybe there's an opportunity there with a, with a different row spacing to, to withstand drought. And then maybe in the end of the season to, uh, maybe not see as much bowl rod or hard lock as we might see. So those are just a few things we're working on immediately right now here at Headland. Well, I know the producers across the state are excited for the research that's going on, and we definitely appreciate you taking time. I know that it is a busy time of year for you, so we appreciate you joining us today and look forward to hearing from these research projects later in the year. Uh, I'm glad to join me today and look forward to, to future opportunities as well. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap-up. Welcome back. 
back to this week's weekly wrap-up. I'm Mitt Walker with the Alabama Farmers Federation. As we continue to reflect on the 100th anniversary of the Alabama Farmers Federation, this week we'll take a look at the history of the Catfish Division. Established in 1974, the Catfish Division has been a part of the Federation for almost 50 years of the 100 years of existence. Early on, those pioneers in the industry saw a need to come together to advocate for their budding industry that was much different than other commodity groups organized at that time. From the first chairman of the group, Mr. David Pierce from Dallas County, to our current chairman, Mr. Ashley Kaiser from Hale County, the division has enjoyed strong leadership from the start. And I've been privileged to work with many of them during my time with the Federation. Over the years, the division has enjoyed successes on numerous fronts, including In 1982, the establishment of the Alabama Fish Farming Center to assist a growing catfish industry. Legislation passed in 1987 that amended the Alabama Constitution to allow for a referendum among catfish producers to establish a checkoff program. This program allowed farmers to put their own resources into research, promotion, and education to advance the industry. In 2009, the division worked to pass a bill at the Alabama State House that required country of origin labeling for catfish served in restaurants. In working on the bill's passage, the division found that 97% of Alabama consumers wanted to know where the fish they ate in restaurants originated. I'm excited about where the industry is today, and even though there will always be challenges, the Catfish Division of the Alabama Farmers Federation will continue to serve those producers who wake up every day focused on delivering the highest quality and tastiest catfish possible. Again, thanks for joining this week. I'm Mitt Walker. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.